0: Listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. We are in the middle of a series we are calling COVID Confessions. We are talking to a from all different walks of life about what they are learning about God in this season, what they want to take out of this season with them as we move into some kind of new normal and healing. And today we are talking to Paula Ferris, beloved news correspondent and journalist. She has worked for ABC. She has worked for Good Morning America. She is wise. She is a blessing, and you are going to love this episode as she talks about what it was like when God called her out of what she thought was her dream job and her dream life. I am so excited about today's interview. We are here with Paula Ferris, who is a woman on mission in just some really incredible ways. But I am so excited, Paula, about your new book called Out. I am loving it. I am loving it. I'm going to show everybody right now. It's incredible. It's beautiful. But the words inside of it are wildly inspiring and wildly inspiring for where we're at right now in our nation because a bunch of people are finding themselves not living their dream but maybe finding
1: something better. Will you tell us a little bit about the book? What got you to writing it, what got you to here? you know, just the, the joke is I'm an open book. I just never thought I'd write one. And for people like you who continually torture yourselves and release these things, my analogy, it's like carrying a baby, birthing a baby, and then handing the baby over to people who may or may not love the baby, That yeah. you don't trust with the baby. And it's just, it's I, like to, to be a, an author time and time again, I have a ton of respect for people like you, but mm. anyway, I, I didn't want to write a book just to write a book. I wanted to write something because I had something to say. Yeah. And two years ago, I stepped away from my dream jobs. I was at the height of my career working at Good Morning America weekend edition anchor. I was co-hosting The View and I was leaning in super hard to those Mm -hmm. things that we're told to, especially as women, which always career and it's it's doing and it's work. Mm -hmm. And I burned out. And I knew I was burned out because I still loved what I did, okay? So it's not that I didn't love it anymore, but I, I was burned out because the choices that I was making both professionally and personally were really clashing with, with my professed values. I was burned out because I looked around at my relationships that I hold the closest with my husband and my kids. And those were suffering significantly. My relationship with God was suffering. My health started suffering. And I sensed this tug, this stirring in my spirit that God wanted me to step out of the space, but I was Mm. terrified because you know, how often do we think, well, we're following our calling. God called, God created us to do this one thing, right? Yeah. And we're so scared of a shift because I, I was paralyzed by my fear of stepping away. I was scared of what people were going to think. Mm-hmm. They think I was just, you know, I couldn't hack it. Mm. That I was a failure. And then I was scared of what I was walking into because I didn't know what it was. I just knew God wanted me to take a step out. Mm. And he wanted to call me out of that space, but I didn't know what he was calling me into. So it wasn't until... I went through this, you know, I, I, yes, I was burnt out, but it wasn't until I went through the season of hell, which I write about in the book, which was a series of five kind of traumatic things that happened in a short period of time um, that I knew God was trying to get my attention. And I said, all right, I'll do it. I'll obey. I don't really want to. Um, You know, why would you lead me to this place only to let me burn out? Um, And I stepped away. And once I stepped away, I just didn't know who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. Outside of what I did, because my identity and purpose had been attached to doing and to this one thing to this calling on my life. So that's what a lot of the book is about is not just my story. I conduct a lot of interviews, observations, people that we who have misplaced their significance and purpose like I did and, and how we discovered what our true purpose and true calling are in life and that don't shift and don't shake when we experience either a personal crisis like I did or a pandemic like the moment that we're we're in right Right. now.
0: Because that's what feels so poignant to me about the book is I'm thinking about women and men across America reading it when they're home and realizing number one maybe my work isn't as essential or important or vital as I thought it was. I think a lot of us are like, wait, hold on. What what happens when I don't go into the office every day and that doesn't define who I am or how the world moves and shifts. And then also those people who are sitting at home and saying, what if I'm liking my life better now? What if I'm not devastated that I'm not going to work right now? What if I'm not devastated that we're not moving ahead? This book feels like such a gift for them. In, in that season. I love, and I would love to hear you talk about the three ways you encourage people to determine if they're in the right
1: vocation. Sure, well, I think the, the first thing I had to learn is, you know, when we talk about calling, Jess, we're, we're almost always talking about career, correctly. Mm-hmm. And we hear this, this word thrown around so casually, yeah. especially in the faith circles that we have to find our calling as if our only contribution as, as a person of faith is in doing, right? you know, it's not enough for society to, to just tell us what's your name and what do you do? We're yeah. hearing that same message from, from the pulpit and mm-hmm. from the faith circles. So what God really had to teach me was, first of all, we have two callings on our life and we have a faith calling or purpose, which I write about in the book, which mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't ever change. And that is who you are who you are created. And that's for me, my faith calling and my purpose is to love God and love people. It's not to be the best broadcaster that I can be, which a couple of years ago I would have said that was my purpose. Yeah. So my purpose was tied in doing. So my faith calling and my purpose are to love God and love people. That's it. End of story. And it will never change. My vocational calling is the way the vehicle, just think, mm-hmm. vocation vehicle or the conduit by which you'll show people the love of Christ and by which I will love God, love people and love God uniquely. And that will change. Right. So vocational calling can change throughout your life. Uh, you can try new things, you can branch mm-hmm. out. As a woman, you can off ramp, even though we've been told we can't because we can never get back in. So then <laughs> right. we're scared, right. you know? And, and then if we do stay home, we're told that, it's, that it holds no value. But once you accept that your worth isn't your work and you remember I have this vocational call, which is I have to remember what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for, it becomes less about about what you're doing. And, and, and I, for me, I'm not no longer finding my identity and my purpose in doing. My identity and purpose is just loving God and loving people. Yeah. And God wants me to express that in a myriad of different ways. And it's yeah. made me to think I can branch out, I can try new things. I'm not one dimensional. Even though society tells me that I'm one dimensional, I can't offer rip guess what? Vocation can be seasonal. God may be calling you to a season staying home with your children. He may be calling you back into the workforce. But once I distinguished those two, and to answer so your question, once I distinguished between faith calling and vocational calling, I learned, you know, just through conducting interviews, I did a, a interview with a high-level government guy, and I wanted to interview him. His name is David Shedd. You've never heard of him. I never had. But I wanted to interview him because he had written that he felt called to go into government. And I said, hmm. okay, I said, let's have a serious discussion here because I am so tired of people, especially Christians throwing this word about ca- around calling and no one can really articulate what it is. What sure. does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? If he said, okay, vocational calling, you know, you're being vocationally called to a certain capacity when three things apply and all three, you have to check all three of these boxes. Mm-hmm. Are you good at it? Do you love it? And to trusted people in your life, speak life into that and say you're good at it and you love it and you know they're not you peel back these layers okay mm-hmm. so it's you know for me it was I'm curious my nickname's Paula 20 questions I like to get to mm-hmm. the bottom of things and then I had trusted people speaking life into this capacity it's not that oh you're a good broadcaster you're a good teacher it's this is, this is where we back ourselves into a corner and we think our, of ourselves as one thing for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be a teacher, but what makes you a good teacher? Peel yeah. back those layers. And so what are you good at? What do you love? And what a trusted people notice that you're good at and you love. It may be leadership skills. It may be mentoring. It may yeah. be curiosity. Uh, for me, it was it's curiosity and asking questions. That's what I'm good at. It's what I love. And what people that I trust in my life, not, not just some Jim Oaks on Instagram, yeah. but trusted people in your life, notice that you're good at it and you love it. And it's not enough just to be good at it. You have to love it too. Mm. So all I, three of those things have to check the box. Let's
0: speak to the loving it. We, uh, so listeners of the podcast are going to, know we literally just covered this last week in, in our, in our episode last week, we were doing some coaching and I want to, I want you to just pause here and let's just emphasize that again for them, because I was speaking to a little bit this thing I'm seeing in Christian women. I've been seeing it for a long time, but especially now coming up, where women have this perception that I'm not really quite sure where it came from. That if they love something, that God God like must not want to give that give it to them. If they enjoy it too much, then it it should obviously be off limits. Whereas, like I would say, you probably love interviewing people. You probably come alive do. doing it.
1: i love it i love it i love asking questions i've been interviewing people since like even though i wouldn't have called it an interview but i've been like you know conducting inquisitions (laughs) since i was was little i remember a a good friend of ours would come over and every week and i'm probably five or six i would rummage through her purse and ask her what everything was and then hold up her stack of cigarettes and say why are you doing this this is going to kill you you know that right I was that, just imagine how annoying I, I was as a child. No, like just,
0: just everything was why. I have but a daughter what? who who berates anyone with for her, their bad habits. And I love her for it. It's <laughs> the cutest. But no, yeah, that's really important. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, especially I, I perceive it a lot when someone has a dream for their life. They think like, if I want to do this, it's probably selfish. And yeah. I'm like, you're telling me you want to serve people through interviews. You want to tell me, you're telling me you want to serve people through writing or teaching mm-hmm. or yeah encouragement or singing you want to make the world a better place you you should do it you should absolutely
1: we need more people who love what they do i know and i feel as as christians so often we think humility you know you can you can be confident in yourself and still humble those two things can coexist at the same time but you're right so often oh, i don't deserve it you know i'm not worth it but that gets back to worthiness like we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God wants us, like he's created each of us so uniquely. We have a unique DNA code. We, Mm -hmm. you know, a unique earprint. Everything about us is unique, including our gifts and our talents. And God wants us to use those to fulfill his purpose. But remember, it all has to, it it all has to begin with knowing that your worth isn't your work. Because the moment you identify with doing, the moment you identify with whatever vocational season you're in, and there's a shift you're going to have an identity crisis yeah so I had a full-blown identity crisis because I identified my myself my significance and my purpose as I'm Paula Ferris I'm a weekend co-anchor of you know GMA and co-host of The View and when that shifted granted it was of my own volition and I mm-hmm. chose to step away kicking and screaming though I, I was like who am I yeah. Who, like, like who? So now, like, my purpose statement, my faith calling statement. I know I'm here to love God and love people, but it's I'm Paula Ferris. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I love Jesus, and I am curious, and I ask questions, and I champion the underdog. Come on. So, like, but those are things that don't change, and you see yeah. those. That's not. That's not going to change with the times. It's Not going to change yeah. with with anything that you endure and and God, you have to, uh, you have to accept that your worth isn't your work first and foremost, but then God will give you the permission to see yourself in a myriad of capacities to see vocation as seasonal. Okay, God might be calling me to stay at home with my kids for a bit. And guess what? That's Mm -hmm. my vocational calling. And I'm gonna use my gifts of curiosity and my gifts of, of asking questions and, you know, championing the underdog, which, you know, this season might be my kids but use that to love God and love people uniquely. And then God might be calling me into a different, another capacity because it's seasonal. You know, vocation can be seasonal. It's like we have to get out of this trap and break this trap of just seeing ourselves as one thing for the rest of our lives. It's I like, a, it. I, I love the analogy in the book. If if your vine is your purpose and your faith calling to love God and love people, a healthy vine has multiple branches, doesn't it? Yeah. Not? So think of yourself, your vocation in that regard too. You can branch out and you can try new things as long as you stay connected and remember what you're doing and who you're doing it for. So good.
0: You have probably heard me talk about how much I love seeing a licensed Christian counselor. If you've listened to the podcast for long, and I'm really excited today to tell you about a new partnership that we have. We have partnered with faithfulcounseling.com to get you an incredible discount on your first month. If you need to speak with someone in this season, they have over 3000 licensed counselors across the U S that are available for video chat or phone sessions, or even texting sessions so that you can get licensed professional faith based counseling right where you're at. They work with women who are struggling with depression or stress or anxiety, sleeping issues, crisis of faith, trauma, family conflicts, and they don't just work with women. So if you need to tell a man in your life about this service, we want you to absolutely. They have financial aid available for those who qualify and need help. It's convenient. It's professional. It's safe. It's secure. And again, it's all faith-based. I want to encourage you to go to faithfulcounseling.com. Dot com slash go and tell to get 10% off your first month. If this sounds like something you need. Do you have any tips or tricks or just encouragements for the woman who's like, okay, I can't, I can't totally quit. I can't totally like drop yeah. the jobs, but I want <clears throat> to find who I yeah. am as I keep going, do you have any encouragements for her?
1: Well, I think, you know, you do listen, I've been, and that's where I would encourage you to say it, this may be seasonal for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just a simple paradigm shift where you have to remember that what you're doing is to love God and love people. So it doesn't become so much about you anymore and finding your identity in that. I remember, you know, at one point I was working three jobs, after college, I was working in video production. I was working at Arby's and cleaning apartments. And I'm like, God, I know you've got something more for my life. But like even going back to that moment, you know, I didn't want to work three jobs for the rest of my life. But I think a simple paradigm shift and 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 knowing that God can God wants me to show the love, his love to people in whatever capacity I'm in. Mm-hmm. But I knew I, I also think, you know, it's hard to walk away from a job, you know, I've been there. I you know, I had a really good paycheck and that shifted and that changed and that's hard. But I think if you sense that God is stirring in your spirit, you will either have a peace about the situation or you will have an unease of the situation. Yeah. And if and, and if you don't pay attention to what's going on around you and you know, if the choices that you're making are clashing with your values pay attention or God's going to get your attention. Mm. And, and, and sometimes, you know, another, another thing too, just that happens is like, I feel like I'm being called into this area, but I'm really scared. So obviously God wouldn't allow me to feel fear. Mm. That's such a lie because fear is from the devil. And anytime you're making a big decision, fear will enter. Yeah. The formula, yeah. expect it and anticipate it. You can have a piece I had a piece that, that what I was doing was right to step away, even though I thought it was crazy. And even though Mm -hmm. I was scared as hell to step away and step into something new, and I didn't know what it was, those two things can coexist. But what really got me through, got me through is like, when God calls you to do something, he will equip you and the same way he is with Moses, he'll be with you. And Joshua 1. God commands us to press through that fear. Mm-hmm. So we cannot, we cannot be victims to our own fear. He says, have I not commanded you to be strong and to be courageous for the Lord, your yeah. God is with you everywhere you go. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. So we are commanded to press through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we are also promised that God's going to be there on the other side, but we mm-hmm. have to take that first step of faith.
0: Yeah. So, so good. I love that. Amen. 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 Okay, how has this been for you? How has quarantine been for you? How has it been launching this book in the midst of quarantine? I'm curious about that.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, well, my children have been part of um, a lot of my interviews. Yes, I, I would put it in. that way. They don't respect the locked door, so Mm-mm. they either ba- bang on it, bang on the locked door, or they yeah. find a new way into my bedroom, like through a window, which has been interesting. Yes. Quarantine has been a time to just give my kids a lot of grace Mm -hmm. because as, as uncomfortable as it is for me as a 44 year old woman, I have to think my kids in their 12, 10 and six, they've never experienced anything like this. So if they're acting like little devils, which they are about 83% of the time right now, I just have to give them grace. They've never gone through it. They Mm -hmm. just haven't. What's getting us through? I mean, I'll be honest, putting some mascara on every now and then and making me feel alive. That gets me through. (laughs) Uh, A drink at the end of the night gets me through. Uh, Our family movie nights, which I love, the kids get to pick a movie. And most of the time, they're really bad movies, I'll just admit. Um, But they get to to pick a movie. That's getting me through. And grace, just giving myself Mm -hmm. grace that this is just, you know, I don't want to look back at this time and think that I didn't take advantage of a reset button. Because I think we've all been yeah. given a reset button and a time to reassess. Although I did a lot of resetting when I stepped away, and yeah, I I think it's an opportunity if we really want to take advantage of of it. But also an opportunity to realize I'm not a teacher. That's not what I'm gifted and talented no, at. No, no, yeah. Um, I'm not. God did not give me unique talents and gifts in in the teaching department nor in the haircutting department. So. Like it's it's finding out what those talents and gifts are. Yes. Not in those lanes, not in those lanes. I love it. I have a 13 year old, a 12 year old,
0: an 11 year old and a seven year old. And so I would echo all those statements. It's a lot of grace right now. It's a lot of weird and it's a lot of loud. And I'm pretty Uh much waiting for any of them to walk in the store.
1: Any of it. I know. I think you just have to say you're annoying, but I'm probably annoying too right now. Like we're all annoying one another. And if (laughs) I'm going to love, I will love you forever, but like there could be moments where you don't like mommy and and it's okay because. We know that we are deeply rooted in an unconditional love for one another. Yeah. We know that yeah. we're, that our love's not going to change, but you don't always have to like each other. You know, right. we're on top of one another. That's so. right. That is is yeah.
0: not going to be all sweet and, and flowery over here. now. Not, we, le- not, not in the good, least. Good lessons. All right, friends. <laughs> Called Out is available right now. It's You can grab it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, target.com. You know, when bookstores are open, absolutely go out and grab a copy for a friend there and share it with. With them, but I am so grateful to, for this book, Paula. I'm super grateful for you and for your mission and your message. And I mean, I'm so excited to see what you being curious and being for the underdog is going to look like in the years to come. I can't wait to keep yeah. watching.
1: Yeah, and again, like I feel like God is asking me to branch out in, in new ways in the mm-hmm. next season. I don't really, but there are things on my heart. I feel like God impresses something on your heart and in your spirit, and you have to listen to it. Yeah. And, you know, I just encourage everybody listening, just don't see yourself so one dimensionally mm-hmm. and remember your, your worth, isn't your work, even though society is going to tell you that your calling is your career and that your yeah. value is your vocation. And that's just a lie. That is so just a good. lie. So good. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Thanks, today. God bless. Appreciate it.